Paul McCartney and Subtle Signals. Welcome to the Development Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Hart, a certified new product development professional and the founder of OpLaunch. When the Beatles performed on The Ed Sullivan Show on the 9th of February, 1964, there was noise from screaming fans. During this performance, John, Paul, George, and Ringo had difficulty hearing each other. However, they delivered a great performance. How did they coordinate their musical efforts? The requisites to coordination in that noisy environment included, number one, Individually, John, Paul, George, and Ringo were proficient musicians. They had invested years in developing their musical abilities. Number two, as a group, the Beatles practiced together for years. They performed under a diverse set of conditions. They had experience in ideal performance conditions and challenging performance conditions. Number three, musically, they knew what to expect. They pre-selected songs for the performance that they had mastered. The arrangements were designed for live performances by four musicians. These arrangements were familiar. Number four, they didn't rely on technology that they could not control. At the time, they didn't have a sophisticated audio monitoring system. And number five, they didn't rely on delayed feedback from others involved in the production. In part, the quality of the musical performance required using information accumulated in the past to influence the future. This can be called a feed-forward approach. A feed-forward approach benefits from the involvement of proficient practitioners. In a feed-forward approach, training precedes performance. During the performance in 1964, the crowd noise was a prominent signal. During the performances, there were valuable, subtle signals. In a noisy environment, these subtle signals correlated with specific parts of each song. They included, number one, discernible sounds such as the crash of a cymbal or the rumble from the bass drum. Number two, facial expressions of the other musicians including their mouth movements. Number three, movements of fingers, arms, and feet of the other musicians. And number four, interactions with the environment such as the instantaneous interaction of the performance and reactions from the crowd. The preceding insights are based on remarks by Paul McCartney from a television show that aired on CBS on the 9th of February, 2014. The subtle signals provided feedback during the performances. Feedback is an approach that uses information about current results to influence operation in the present. Feedback modifies the system based on interim results. Feedback changes the system output. This approach may be referred to as closed-loop feedback. Subtle signals should be incorporated judiciously. Considerations include, number one, valuable subtle signals may not be available when they would be the most useful. Number two, valuable subtle signals may be overlooked by novices. Number three, an individual musician may not have the capacity to discern a valuable subtle signal from a spurious subtle signal. Stated another way, an individual may not know that a subtle signal is valuable when they detect it. The value of amplifying a particular signal by a specific amount is assessed by the nature of the results and the interaction with the environment. 
Incorporating the appropriate subtle signals enabled the Beatles to be proficient performers in environments with nearly overwhelming undesirable noise. There's another story from the camera operators that coordinated their efforts during that event. It was so noisy in the Ed Sullivan Theater during the Beatles' performances that the camera operators could not hear the instructions from the program director. The camera operators were proficient individually. They formed a cohesive team. They framed every shot without being able to hear the coordinating instructions from the director. Mismatches address the differences of, quote, our mental images and impressions and the reality it is supposed to represent, end quote. And that's from John Boyd in Conceptual Spiral from 1992. Impressions flow from previous experience, which includes knowledge, skills, training, and capabilities. Practice and theory shape impressions. Impressions establish the boundaries of the decisions that can be made and the actions that are possible. Words that you could substitute for impressions may include hypothesis and model. Impressions may be faulty or incomplete. Impressions are built on assumptions. Biases influence impressions. Individual observations may be misleading. Errors may be unknown. Representations of reality are influenced by observations, feedback from decisions, feedback from actions, and interactions with the environment. Representations of reality may be faulty or incomplete. Approaches should be developed to detect and correct mismatches. A properly developed approach enables impressions and representations of reality to be addressed and improved. The mismatch approach summarized in this episode is based on the insights of John Boyd. Some of his insights are encoded in his OODA loop of 1995. Although the word mismatch is not one of the labeled items in the sketch, the concept is encapsulated in the sketch and described in Boyd's conceptual spiral briefing of 1992. In situations that rely on a coordination of efforts, the potential for success is improved with rapid feedback and feed-forward capabilities. An approach that has been developed to detect and correct mismatches can provide a way to make corrections dynamically. It provides a framework to ensure that mistakes aren't propagated. Proficient craftsmen can incorporate selected subtle signals appropriately to achieve valuable results nearly instantaneously. A mismatch approach can be used in situations that include preparation, performance, and retrospective phases. In these situations, there may be long delays between analysis, plans, actions, and consequences. In these types of situations, feedback is delayed and it's more difficult to perceive relationships between cause and effect. Prominent signals, subtle signals, and noise, plus their interactions, contribute to these mismatches. Mismatches are multidimensional. John, Paul, George, and Ringo continuously synchronized their efforts. Subtle signals helped Paul McCartney and the Beatles coordinate their musical efforts during performances on the Ed Sullivan Show under conditions of extreme noise in 1964. To improve your performance, evaluate your approach to requisites to coordination, subtle signals, feedback, 
feed forward impressions, representations of reality, and mismatches. An appropriate analysis will suggest additional investment opportunity areas, such as theory and practice. You'll have insights to discern the valuable subtle signals from the spurious. Strive to improve your agility so that you can learn faster than the speed of the market and faster than competitors. Analogous concepts can be applied to improve development experience in new product development. This episode included extracts from my book, Developing Winners, Assimilating the Insights Encapsulated in Boyd's OODA Loop. If you'd like to learn more about using subtle signals and mismatches in new product development, or explore other new product development resources, I invite you to visit the OpLaunch website at www.oplaunch.com. Thanks for supporting this episode of Development Experience in New Product Development, recorded the 27th of February, 2014.